Macworld Podcast, episode 573 for September 13th, 2017. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm senior editor Roman Loyola. I'm here with uh, Macworld managing editor Leah Yamshon. Hello. And on the big screen is Macworld staff writer Michael Simon. Hello. So... Oh, thank, thanks for introducing me, too. Like every single time, uh, I don't apparently exist. So, so hello, world. That's, hello. Our, that's our producer, Dan. So, I always forget to uh, introduce him. And also, there's you, the audience. Uh, we're live on Facebook and on Twitter. And... Yesterday was Apple's big event. I'm sure that a lot of you watching have thoughts and questions about the products that were being announced, maybe about the event itself. Let us know what you're thinking, uh, and we'll address them during the show. So, uh, yeah, if you're, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, so we want to hear from you. So, uh, so yeah, yesterday there was a show. I'm going to mute your Mac, Roman. Oh, is my Mac up? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so... Uh, so yesterday was a big show, and Michael Simon. So, what did you think about uh, yesterday's event? Was it everything that you thought for and more, or were you kind of like well, not more? It was everything we thought was coming. Absolutely, yeah. We, I mean, there was the HomePod leak and the iOS 11 leak, and we knew we knew what was happening. We got the iPhone 10, which I have thoughts about. Just the name. The 8, the 8 Plus, the, the Apple Watch, and, you know, the uh, Apple TV 4K. For my money, uh, I think Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE is the best product they came out with yesterday. Agreed. But go on. <laughs> it's, um, you know, all right, so let's start. What are we What are we starting with? want to start with iPhone or you want to save iPhone for the end? Well, what are we? Since you brought up the fact. Since you brought a little tease about how you okay. thought the uh, watch was the thing, so why don't you go ahead and go ahead and run with that? All right, I've been, you know, I I kind of walk between both worlds, so I've I've used a lot of Android Wear watches with LTE, without LTE, and they're always these hulking, bulbous affairs that look terrible on my wrist, and I have a pretty big wrist, and you know, a smaller wrist woman forget it. I mean, it's it, they're they're ridiculous. The fact that Apple was able to put a LTE chip. 18 hours of battery life, along with all the other new stuff, in a 38-millimeter watch is just incredibly impressive. I expected, honestly, the LTE watch to be limited to the 42-millimeter version and maybe even be a 45-millimeter version, but they've, they've, they've somehow managed to engineer these things. The, 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 the screen is the antenna, and it, it's just it's, it's very impressive that this small little package can, can do all that stuff. And it's not that expensive. I mean, $400 isn't cheap, but it's not out of the realm of affordability. I mean, it's $130 more than the non-LTE version, which is the same as, a, as an iPad with LTE. Wait, I thought, so the LTE starts at $399? Yeah. But then the, the non-LTE starts at uh, like $329. So yeah, it's only, I thought you said $140 more? Oh, is it three twenty? It's three twenty nine versus three ninety nine. Yeah, I think so. And then they oh, okay. dropped the price of the yeah, series yeah. one, like to two forty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that price point is great. Interesting yeah. that they did that with series one instead of keeping series and, two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, maybe because of the GPS, they wanted to because the three has GPS, mm-hmm. the one doesn't. Maybe that's the reason. 
No, so but I yeah, missed I, that. I, I didn't. I didn't realize the series one was still available. Yeah, okay. at like a really, really great price point for anybody mm-hmm. that's like thinking about the Apple Watch but not sure they really want to spring for the full package with GPS and everything. Because um, if you if you are Tethered to your phone, not having GPS isn't that big of a deal because it picks up the data from your phone like pretty accurately. Um, Mm -hmm. If you are a serious like runner or hiker, it definitely helps to have GPS on your watch. But um, if you're just kind of a casual watch wearer, um, I don't think you would really miss the the GPS that much if you're going to keep your phone with you. Quick, quick, Quick question. Why do you think they kept the Series 1 and not the Series 2? Like that, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So that's what uh, Mike and I were just talking about. Oh. So the series one does not have GPS, but the series two does. Okay. So for them to get the watch at the lowest possible price point that uh, it could be for uh, like entry level watch wearers, okay. ditching GPS and dropping the point, uh, dropping the price kind of makes sense. So with the series three, which just came out, you'll get the GPS, you get all the new um, other features that just came out, the better heart monitor, um, and then the LTE option if you want. But what about like kind of like technology where it shoots the water out of the speaker? You know, like that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, what about that part? You don't get that with series one, unfortunately, uh, but you'll get that with series three. Mm-hmm. So is the, just to clarify, is the Nike Apple Watch equivalent Similar to the Series 2, I don't remember in terms of the... Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, it's the same with the, with the funky band and some Nike integration. Right, okay, okay. And there's a question from, uh, f- from Facebook. Uh, Jason is asking, what does the Series 3 require as far as like carrier plan and the charges go? Okay, it... Um, you obviously need to have a cell plan with it, but it, uh, all four major carriers are supporting it, and they co- it costs ten dollars on top of your normal plan, yeah. uh, depending on who you who you're with. It's it's the same across all four, and there are some some benefits. Uh, AT and T's offering, I think, free activation and maybe a fifty dollar credit, and Verizon and T-Mobile are offering three months free. So there's some there's some benefits depending on what your carrier is. But bottom line, it'll cost you $10 a month and you get to, you'll get you be using the same data plan that's on your phone. So whether that's eight gigs or unlimited or whatever it is that you use. Right. And the same phone number that you use for your yeah. iPhone gets linked to your Apple Watch as well. That right. feels a little pricey to me. $10, like $5 I can see, but $10 really? Yeah, I think 10's a little high as well. The thing that also gets me is that you don't get any additional data. Right. Right. That's the thing that gets me. So, and I mean, maybe the data is inconsequential because most, maybe the most you're doing is streaming music. It's not like Mm -hmm. you're watching videos. So maybe it's not that big a deal, but to me, it's another device that's just, that's going to take up data. So that to me is kind of a big deal that you have to pay to have this additional device but you don't get any more data along sure. with your plan. So. Right. I mean, it's kind of like adding a second phone. If you have two phones, you add $20 or whatever it is, $40 a month, and still you're not getting any more data. You're just using that extra, that extra device is using that data plan. Right. So it's similar to that. I mean, I think I think most of the time people will be using their watch when their phone is in range, so it really won't impact data, but it, it is going to be during those times when you're going on a run or um, 
your swimming or your, you know, stand up paddleboarding like what we saw on uh, <laughs> during the, the event yesterday when you're not going to want to have your phone with you. But I mean, realistically, yeah, as you said, we might be streaming music or using the GPS capability. But if that's only a little bit every day and I think that's being like generous with the, mm. you know, thinking about use case, like it, it might not eat, eat up as much data as we think. And the other question is, are you getting your $10 worth if you're not using it as much as you, you know, if your phone is around, good point, you know, is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's $120 a year. It's not cheap. Yeah. Mike, as you've been testing out these other um, smartwatches and Android wear that have LTE capabilities, when do you find yourself using the, the watch over LTE? I mean, a lot of the times is, well, the, the biggest one is when I just simply forget my phone because it does happen. It does? Even though I, I generally oh carry around three of them at all times. If I forget my phone, I am turning back around to go that's home right. to get my phone. That's exactly right. <laughs> I've done that. And that's, that's the use case that I found the most useful is I don't have to turn around to get my phone. I'll say, okay, fine. I'll use my watch for the next two hours when I'm at the store or I'm visiting someone or whatever it is. And it's not like that panic. Oh my God, I forgot my phone. I got to drive, you know, 10 minutes back home now. So that, that's the best case. The other thing is, you know, it's nice when, like, if I go out to eat with my family, like, I don't have, like, I don't have the distraction of a phone with me. I can just, I can leave it at home. I'll still know if somebody's calling me or if someone's emailing me, which they're not because my family's with me. <laughs> so it's probably not important. But it's nice not to have the distraction, even there, like even if I like not to have to worry about not doing it. Like I, it's just not there. I'm not going to sit here at the at, at the table and scroll through my Twitter yeah. on my watch. So it's 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 nice to have the option to say, okay, I'll get calls, I'll get messages, but I don't have to have the whole distraction of a phone with me. So for people with when, when no self-control, in other words. <laughs> right, which, which, which I am, I, I count myself among those people. Um, real quick, there's a, there's a comment or question on Facebook that is, well, when will Apple Music be streaming on the Series 3 watch? And we are streaming live to Periscope and Twitter and Facebook, so leave your questions. Yeah, they, they were kind of nondescript. They said next month, so... You know, maybe uh, October, middle of October or something yesterday. They, they, didn't, they didn't give a solid date for that, but they said next month. Yeah, probably in the first update of iOS 11 slash watchOS 4. Um, usually they leave like big additional features to the first like major or not first, but they leave that for like a major update to mm -hmm. the software. So kind of makes sense that they would want the initial like watch os4 package to be released and kind of work the bugs out there and then push the update for yeah. apple music streaming of note the nike plus version for some reason isn't shipping till october 5th so maybe sometime around there there'll be an oh. update push to up the watch os4 i'm not sure so but not it, it, it won't be very long it'll be it'll be within you know four to six weeks i would think and there's a question on Periscope um, from Tom Lindy. Is Apple Wallet on the Apple Watch? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you can use, um, you should be able to use, ooh, can you use Apple Pay well, yeah, without your phone? That'll be interesting because huh. how do you verify when you don't have your phone with you? Yeah. Ooh, that'll be something we'll test out. When, Facial uh, recognition? <laughs> on the watch, uh, you're voice. sitting there going like this. Or like, yeah, your heartbeat. You have to match your heartbeat. Ooh. 
So that remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely test that out once we get um, the watch in. Um, but speaking of heartbeats and watch OS four, that was kind of my favorite part about the Apple watch announcement yesterday is, uh, seeing what Apple is doing on the health front with watch OS. Um, I love their new partnership with the Stanford, um, medical center for this Apple heart study, um, to look for like cardiac arrhythmia and things like that. It's just like. I think it's neat that they're looking to take the data that they're getting from these devices and do something more meaningful with it. I mean, this is a feature that really could save lives. Um, Mm -hmm. If they're giving you updates about like, hey, your heart's doing something, it's kind of going out of control and you seem to be in a resting state. You know, that's not that's not normal. Like that's a that's a really neat feature and um, looking forward to see kind of what comes with that and then what they're going to do with watch os in the future it's also it could tie into we heard those rumors about insurance companies working with apple to offer it at a discount or at a um at a free to uh to, to to members of their um to, you know i think Aetna was the one that we we heard we read about so it's possible that it could be a health device as mm-hmm. well as all the other cool stuff that it does and maybe we'll get it a little bit cheaper yeah <laughs> Uh, Jordan in the Facebook town hall. I'm going to call it the town hall now. <laughs> Jordan in the Facebook town hall says that the uh, you can use the wallet app on Apple Watch without your iPhone with you. I guess I always have my iPhone yeah. with me, so I guess I never... And I always use, if I'm using yeah, yeah. Apple Pay on my Apple Watch... Uh, yeah, my phone's always like in my purse or my so, pocket or whatever. So, so thanks yeah, to Jordan does, for clarifying that. It, uh, it 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 authenticates through when you know, when you when you pop it on, it has that authentication with the with the passcode and with your phone. Right, so yeah, right. it does work as long as you don't take it off your wrist. Mm-hmm. Right, it does right. work okay. you know, wherever you are. Yeah. Okay. When will they add you know a, a lie detector app? Um, you know, so you can like play games like you know, like Arya Stark. You know, like lie to me, like tell me, yeah. tell me, tell me some something. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> exactly. That's I don't a, know. Yeah, that sounds like a third party opportunity. Oh, totally sounds yeah, like HBO. a third party. Got to learn Swift and write an app. You heard it here first. So if HBO does this, they owe us some money. A lot. Just putting it out there. You know, ten percent. I'll take that. Uh, one thing about the watch I wanted to point out is that you do need to have an iPhone. So you can't just buy the watch and think, I'm just going to use the watch and use only the watch. You have to have an iPhone. You don't have to have it with you all the time. Yeah, to set it, it up has for, to be for, uh, for LTE. Right. Like, so, for instance, if like my son, who doesn't have a phone... What comes up to me and says, "Well, why don't you just get me to watch?" And, uh, well, you actually you can't just use the watch. Right. You have to have it paired with a phone with an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So, and and it's an iPhone six, from what I read this yeah. time around, and not not the so the iPhone five C S and five uh, C and S, which were supported on the previous model. Right, right. You, uh, that doesn't work anymore. Oh, interesting. So if you get but if you get the Series One, you can still pair it with those older phones. I got to look that up. Presumably, maybe WatchOS 4 Mm. is only for iPhone 6. I got to look at that. I'm not sure. I I, I didn't look that up. So, Mike, um, I think it's safe to say you're going to be getting the LTE version. I will be getting the LTE version. I really would like to talk to Roman's point. I want an Android app so I can jump (laughs) between these phones. Because I, you know, I live in both worlds. So I'm, con- I, ch- I change my Apple Watch to a to a to a LG Sport Watch to a Samsung Watch, 
but it would be nice to be able to chain to have my Apple Watch paired to an Android watch as well as my iPhone. So I'm hoping that that opens the door, even if it's just limited functionality. I don't see why they can't. I mean, I know why, <laughs> because they want to sell more iPhones. Right. But yeah. it would be nice if they if they allowed that. Yeah, for sure. Roman, are you going to upgrade? Uh, like a, you know, I thought I was and until I saw the $10 per month fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was kind of like, because uh, I, the only reason, why, the only thing I use my watch right now for is for text. Because I find it easier to dictate the text than just type it out. Uh, and the Apple Watch is actually, I find it has better transcription of my dictation better than my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah. I use that. So that's what I mainly use it for. And so if I can use that without have and not have the concern of my having my phone with me and I have to text somebody, that'd be great. But I was like, oh, is, it, is it really worth $10, you know, $120 a year for that? I don't, and I have T-Mobile. So then I'll get I'll get the first three months free. Mm-hmm. What'll probably happen is I'll probably do it because I'll have the first three months free, and then I forget about Fanboy. it. I'll be like, and then it kicks right, in. It's and you're this thing. Yeah, you know I can not buy that burger a month or something like that, or <laughs> yeah, you know, or something. No you know, coffee and avocado toast. Right, no avocado toast <laughs> for me this you know this week. So maybe that's what I'll do. Are you gonna? make the investment I am but not for the LTE version because mm. I don't feel like that's something I realistically would I don't think I would get my $10 a month yeah. worth um, when I, I I go running but I have a running belt and my phone's always on me so I you know like I don't think it's not a hindrance to me having that when mm-hmm. when I'm on my runs and that's the only like real use case I could think of where like LTE might come in handy but um yeah, I'm looking forward. I have a very old Apple Watch, and we've talked about it's like the original one I got as soon as it um, first came out on the market. And we've talked about how its battery life is crap. So I'm looking forward to having 18 actual hours of battery life on my watch again and having it be um, waterproof and have GPS and have a lot of the other things that my current one doesn't, so. Regarding the battery kind of part of it, um, there's a question from Facebook. Henry is asking if the same charger port um, works or exists on it, or do you have to, you know, how reliant on the Qi charging pad are you gonna be? Oh, um, I think... It should still work. It should still it's work. The same, it's the same, yeah, induction yeah. puck charger. Yeah, this was the first product that Apple did with um, induction, with, uh, yeah, inductive charging. So, um, yeah, the puck should still be good. And then but when it, the air power comes out next year, you can just toss your watch on that. Sounds good. So, Leah, Mike likes the watch. <laughs> What was your big takeaway from the from the show yesterday? Um, the watch was also the part that like piqued my interest the most, just yeah. because I really liked all the features that they were talking about with um, Watch OS. And maybe that's just because all of the iPhone stuff we already kind of knew what was happening, but the heart stuff with uh, Watch OS yeah. was like, oh, okay, this is like go, this is just diving deeper into what they were talking about at uh, WWDC earlier this year. Um, I think my big takeaway with the phones 
was uh, I wasn't really expecting much from the eight and eight plus. I thought they would just kind of be just like the seven and seven plus with like a few minor upgrades. But um, those phones look great. Yeah, they uh, they've made you know they they don't really have a lot of cosmetic changes, but um, the new chip sounds promising. The new camera stuff sounds promising, um, and I I appreciate that Apple like took as much like time and care and, and effort into making those phones, which will, which will realistically be their big sellers. Um, yeah. instead of just putting all of their effort into, um, making the iPhone 10. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I was surprised that the iPhone eight and eight plus were, I mean, they're essentially iPhone tens with LCD screens. I mean, you get the chip, you get the, the um, you know, the, even the camera on the plus is pretty similar. It doesn't have the, the, the face sensing stuff, but, you know, you get um, optical image stabilization, you mm-hmm. get the, the, the megapixels, you know, it's, it's a, it's a good phone. It's a really good phone. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper than the iPhone X or 10. I know. I think <laughs> I said X earlier too. That's going to be a. Everyone's going to call it X. Yeah. Cause we were calling it X last week. There. Yeah. <laughs> so to you guys, the, the eight really feels like a new phone versus it being like a seven S. Yeah, it does. It does. It feels like a, a, bigger release than just an S release to me. Yeah. I mean, they could have called it the seven S and nobody would have really batted an eyelash, but yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a significant upgrade. If you have a seven, you probably don't have to rush out to buy it. I agree. But it's a nice, it's a good phone that, that uh, neural network in a chip is, is awesome. The AR stuff is awesome. I mean, there it's, it's a big advancement. Yeah. And you get the wireless charging, Mike, you got your glass back. Mm-hmm. back <laughs> so, are we are we lamenting rose gold going away you know what i really like this new copper gold it's bronze cool, right? situation yeah. i i think it's really pretty so i'm okay with it i'm team gold slash rose gold forever so as long as there's like some version of that i'm, I'm cool with it's it. so in and, right now it is it's kind of like the the millennial <laughs> pink it's not as pink as the last rose gold so yeah i like i like the bronze a lot yeah um, and the iPhone X, you can't. It's only white and black. I That's know. Silver yeah. and space gray on the 10. Yeah. So I bet they figured, like, we're going to have enough problems getting these out the door. And then if we add the, the gold option there, like, forget maybe. about it. So maybe that'll be like a spring special, you know. They'll be like, okay, we're we're ready to, to have this in gold. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So if someone gave you both $1,000... Would you buy the 256 gig iPhone 8 Plus or the 64 Ooh. gig iPhone 10? Oh, I'm a baller. So I'm going <laughs> to even dish out more money and uh, my own money, and I'm going to buy the, the 10. The 256. I'm buying the 10. You know what I would like? You know what's going to happen is that, or it's not going to happen, but I would, I would, I could see happening like in the spring. Like they'll come out with like a product red iPhone ten. Yeah. And that thing would look sweet. I yeah. don't know if you can do red glass though, but that thing would still Ooh, look sweet. I, yeah. I bet they could figure it out. Yeah. That would look nice. I'm sure. Yeah. Because they'll they'll come out with a product red iPhone sometime soon and, and mm-hmm. you know, probably in the spring or something like that. And that would look cool on the iPhone ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So but um yeah, How that's the phone I'm getting is the ten. And you know, I'm probably going to, I'm, I'm on the iPhone seven upgrade program 
and I, I, I feel like I should get a new phone. I mean, they're essentially offering me a new phone. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems silly not to get totally. One. I'm also so on the I'll, iPhone upgrade pro- program. So, so I'm probably going to get the, the 10 as well, just to have the better one. But the iPhone 8 Plus is a really nice phone, and it's $200 less. I mean, that's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am on the fence. Like, before the event, I was thinking 10 all the way. Because I really, you know, I want to... It's got so many new things. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see how this Face ID works. I want right. to play around with the emojis. I want to um, see what the, like new like the edge-to-edge display i want to like really deep dive and see if i can tell a big difference between the oled and lcd um i'm even willing to deal with the annoying notch situation which i didn't even think about until i was looking at some apps turned um into landscape view who yeah watching videos is is gonna be that's gonna be interesting um yeah so i really thought i was gonna be all in on the on the 10 but now that i've seen what the 8 plus can do i i may i may wait the 10 out since i am on the iphone upgrade program i -hmm. could i might go with the plus for this year and then whatever the next version of the 10 once they've kind of like smoothed out all of the like you know first gen kinks or whatever um i might go for the baller phone next year so i I don't know i guess i have to decide in like two days because if i'm gonna pre-order that's on friday yeah well the the 10 is until October, but yeah. the eight, yeah, the eight So the um the Face ID, I mean, obviously we no one here has tried it, but there were issues with it on the stage. I mean, they had <laughs> yeah. they had trouble. That might have been my so favorite that's, part of the that's keynote. A, that's a little a little ominous. <laughs> yeah, Craig handled it in stride, though. He was just like, oh, you know, you laughed it off and plugged in. Well, his sure, but and... um, if that was a Steve Jobs error, somebody somebody would have been in big trouble after that thing was over. You know, it's also possible, you know, when you restart your iPhone and for the first time, it always asks you, like, you got to enter your passcode. So the, I think that's kind of, I think that's what happened. But then they maybe should have thought about that before. They maybe so. And also Jason, in, in his uh, he went to the hands-on yesterday for us, and he said that when they were demoing it to him, there were some issues as well. So it seems as though there's some kinks to work out. And I don't know. I've, I've said this since I first heard heard the rumor. I'm a big fan of touch ID and I don't know if holding my phone in certain ways to just unlock it and to pay stuff. I don't know if I'm going to, I'm going to like that. We'll see. Yeah. It'll just be a different gesture completely. It's just instinctively now that we like put our thumbs on the home button and then our phone wakes up. So taking you know unlearning that from like your muscle memory is going to take you know yeah, a week or yeah. two to, to get used to and i can do that like as i take it out of the pocket i can grab the fingerprint sensor i mean it's yeah. it's comfortable now i have to certainly i have to look at it for and we'll see we'll mm-hmm. see yeah i'm curious I'm to reserve judgment i'm curious to to know what um anybody who's watching thinks about the new iphone 10 or the iphone 8 are you going to sit this one out are you going to upgrade which phone are you thinking Holler at us in the comments. Well, there's a there's a question or a comment actually on Periscope from Johnny that says he has the 6S and he doesn't see a real need to jump to the 8. I am on a, a 5S. Yeah, Dan, where are you? Uh, you know, there's a part of me that's also kind of wondering, you know, do what maybe the maybe the 7, you know, I think. If the eight, you know, the regular one had the dual camera on the back, 
yeah. I think it would make an even easier decision to jump to the eight. Mm-hmm. But I don't see why they didn't put the two cameras on the back on the on the regular version. On the smaller one, yeah, on the eight the, instead the plus, of the eight yeah. plus. Yeah, um, give me some of that, you know, portrait mode. You know, yeah. I mean, it I agree. could have just been. I don't know why. I mean, maybe they just wanted there to be a differentiation between the two phones instead of just size. Because I doubt it's Weak. from a, like I know. Because I, I doubt it's from like a hardware perspective. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think if they just want to add a little more value to the plus, that's what it mm-hmm. seems like. They've done it all along, and we've yeah. seen I mean, in, in Android phones, there's dual cameras in phones that are, you know, f- uh, just as small as the iPhone 8, so and it's I, possible. I guess that made sense before when we first were introduced to the iPhone and the iPhone Plus to have one be more of a premium model and then one be a standard model. But now that the 10 is here and that's our premium model, mm-hmm. yeah, it is kind of weird that they wouldn't have added the dual cameras and some of these other like premium features to... Mm-hmm. That should be standard. The, yeah. That's like it should, it should be phone. standard. Yeah, because I don't think I can justify to myself spending $1,000 on a phone. Granted, I'll keep it for what four or five years. That's but true. Man, your, this is you pattern. know, that's not that's not that's not cheap. Yeah. Would you? Are you, is the SE on the table? I was hoping that they would upgrade the SE. They're just still selling the SE, but mm-hmm. they're not like upgrading the yeah. chip at all. So I'm a little yeah. surprised by that too. Yeah. Did they make any? I know they didn't talk about it on stage, but sometimes they quietly like update yeah, some I, of the. I looked as now nothing. It's the same yeah, same it's chip, insane. same everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little surprising. It's been uh, over two years now, I think. Yeah, and it's clearly selling just fine. So it's... I guess. They don't break it out, but yeah, I'm sure sure people are buying it. Yeah, I see lots of Essies on on the streets. So... Jordan in the Facebook town hall wants to know if uh, Face ID would work while wearing sunglasses. And I would probably... I think you could say no. Because they did say that you had to have your eyes open. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a little montage that they had that said that showed how face ID would work when you have maybe you're, when your hair is different or if you're wearing a hat or if you're wearing glasses, not sunglasses. They didn't show anyone with sunglasses uh, or if you have a scarf on or something. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that would still eye work. Patch. Or yeah, the eye patch Ooh, probably. Eye patch. <laughs> you probably have to have both eyes. Unless you visible. set it up wearing an eye patch. <laughs> you might need two eyes though, right? Yeah. I don't know. So, so I it don't de- think it'll work with sunglasses. Yeah, they, they, they didn't show that. Said, they definitely said it wouldn't work with your eyes closed. They made yeah. a point of saying that. So it would seem dark sunglasses where you can't see the redness of your eyes. I guess not. Right. Which could be a problem for me because I have lenses. I have progressive lenses. So when I go outside, they get dark. Oh. They, they go dark. Interesting. I wonder. And, yeah. And when I'm inside... It takes a minute or two for yeah, them yeah. to lighten up. So that's going to be a real pain if that's if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. So I may not use Face ID. I think I, I've been thinking about it, and I, I think I may not use Face ID. So. Do you have any yeah, concerns well, from the like security perspective? Of you mean like ID? if I get arrested? When I get arrested? Yes, when you get arrested. <laughs> All the times you get arrested. So in case the audience doesn't know what we're talking about, so there's been kind of this like I, I want to say it's a media uproar about like if you got arrested and all a cop has to do is basically put your camera or put your put the iphone x x iphone 10 in front of you in order to access your phone to to use that face id 
Um, Can't you just close your eyes? So yeah, you could probably just close your eyes and keep them closed yeah. while you're incarcerated or whatever, or, or in you know at the at the police station. So that's been kind of a, a I guess a security issue yeah. that people are wondering about. Uh, so I, maybe that's maybe we could talk to the EFF or something like that to find mm-hmm. out what what's the deal with that. So. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be like after review when when we when we get to things. Totally, this yeah. is this is the, the, the this is what everybody wants to know about. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have to hire evil twins yeah, to like seriously. you know test <laughs> test that out. Yeah. So if anybody looks like the three of us and wants a like temporary you know <laughs> gig, so we can try Face ID on you. Uh, Sandy in the Facebook channel, sorry to interrupt, would like an explanation of the uh, Apple Upgrade Program. Could you guys briefly oh, sure. go over that? So um, the Apple Upgrade Program, instead of buying your iPhone up front, paying in full for it, um, what the iPhone Upgrade Program lets you do is make monthly payments on a phone that you are essentially leasing from Apple or from your carrier. Um, and then you're eligible to get a new phone every year. So... Um, after you make like 12 monthly payments on your phone, you can uh, you'll get a little note from Apple being like, OK, you're ready for an upgrade if you want. Or you can just keep making your payments on the phone until you've paid off the full retail value of the phone and then you get to keep it. Um, so right now yeah. I have the plus. Were you going to add something, Mike? Yeah, you get Apple Care with that as well. Oh, yeah. Thank it's, you. Um, that's built into the price. Yeah. And um, th- there's no up- there's no upfront costs other than the first monthly payment that you have to pay. Nope, and there's no interest, and there's no like anything like that. So I'm paying a little over forty dollars a month for my um, seven plus. I think I have the I have the 128 gig version of that. Yeah. Um, so since I'm turning it in, you know, whenever I get my new phone over the next couple of weeks, I haven't even like come close to spending the whole value like paying the full value of this phone but yet i got to um use this phone so one thing um that is like you got to keep in mind you do have to physically like give the phone back to apple so um last year it's the program is still new ish um it's only been around for it's they started it two years ago so last year around this time was the first time that people were like taking advantage of the trade-in aspect and i guess like apple stores were really crowded and because you had to physically you had to order the phone online or go wait in the store and if you ordered online you couldn't have it shipped to your house you had to like physically go to an apple store trade in your phone have somebody have one of the genius bar people like help to set up your phone and it was kind of a disaster yeah. <laughs> so this and year people have trouble pre-ordering as well but yeah i think they fixed that yeah at least they say they have they say they have so now um you have two options so you can uh you can go to the store either wait in line and buy your phone in person there and physically trade your phone in or you can pre-order set a date to go pick your phone up go in, trade your phone in that way, or you can order a trade-in kit. So when you purchase your new phone um, or set up the the payments on your new phone, they'll mail you your new phone. Once your new phone arrives, you take your old phone and send it in the mail and ship it back to Apple. Um, so does does that cover, you know, things like Bengate? Does it cover, you know, if I drop it in the toilet? Yeah. So it comes yeah. with Apple Care Plus. And that's everything. So, I mean, it covers stuff like if if it was, 
if it's something that you did on, you know, if it was accidental damage, like you still are, are in charge of paying for that. But when you have Apple Care Plus, it's a reduced rate. So like, a I, reduced have, rate. I have broken many a screen, which is insane. I don't even want to talk about it, but it, it costs $29 to replace my screen every time with Apple right. Care Plus, where if I didn't have it, it would cost, uh, I think it's like $129 for a screen replacement. What if it got like, you know, like shot with a bullet for, you know, well, what coverage to you being arrested and uh, then using the face using could the be related, could be related to, to try you know? the phone with the, with the face ID. Yeah, it, it covers anything except uh, physically losing it. Like if someone robs you, mm. they, won't, they won't give you a new one. But anything, you can drop it on a lake, you can get shot, whatever you whatever you can scenario you can think of. Um, it covers. I think it's only twice a year you can replace. They'll uh, replace it for you for thirty dollars. What what part do you have to prove? Like you know, like say all but one little piece of it got uh, destroyed completely. Um, you know, what piece do you need to prove that you had the phone? <laughs> you're just uh, you're just getting a little crazy now, Dan. I don't know. Um, let's see. I guess if you like if you need to have the hard drive or something. <laughs> Like if everything is destroyed except for like the bezel with the home button, if you bring that in, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> um, on Facebook, and- Andres, I think, um, had a couple couple comments. One was, uh, does that facial kind of lighting thing only exist on the new one, the, the 10? And then the, the more important, I agree with him, this is the more important question is, uh, what would you most likely be arrested for? Oh. Hmm. Okay, well, with the, are, you, is, are we talking about portrait lighting? Or are yeah, we talking about portrait lighting. Unlock? Okay, so portrait lighting is a new um, feature of portrait mode, and it will be in the iPhone 8 Plus and in the iPhone 10, but not the iPhone not 8. Not older phones. Yes, right. and yeah. then not anything older than the 8. And the iPhone 10 has it on the front camera as well. The iPhone 8 Plus does not. So I would probably be arrested for some kind of road rage incident (laughs) because traffic in San Francisco is insane. But you don't seem to get angry, so it's hard to imagine you as being... That that must mean you you must get like super angry. Well, see, I do a lot of city driving, so it's Mm -hmm. a lot of stop and go and a lot of crazy, you know, yeah. Anyways. Oh, we'll just leave it at I that. For. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with uh, robbing a bank because the phone costs so much that you're going to have yes. to rob a bank just to buy it. Absolutely, Mike. I'm not commenting on it. <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> um, Talk about the name really quick before. Yeah, we leave yeah, 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 yeah. Good. You're getting name. me off the hook from this question okay. too. <laughs> so what? Um, like, what do you guys think of, okay, first of all, we skip the the 7S altogether. And then we have a 10, which leaves out the 9. And I am shocked that Craig Federici didn't use that horrible joke because 7, 8, 9. I'm shocked. Oh, my God. I'm shocked. What a missed opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's totally his, his, his form of humor. Oh, I love that. <laughs> In case anybody jokes. is not familiar with the joke, it is, why is 6 afraid of 7? Answer because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes. Classic, classic popsicle stick joke slash dad joke. Um, I don't know where, I mean, it seems as though they've 
first of all, they, you know, the eight isn't as special when there's a 10 right next to it. And second of all, what do they, what do they do going forward? Like, is it going to be 11? Is it going to be nine? Is it going to be X2? Like, is it, is there an eight S like, how do they figure all this out next year? Well, I think the thing about the names is that Apple, I think has proven that they basically name things as they want. That's true. Does that make sense? So for instance, like an example I'll I'll bring up is like Mac OS. It used to be, you know, they, at one point they changed it to OS 10 and then they changed it with, you know, they had the cat names like leopard and snow leopard and stuff. And then they changed it to Mac OS. I forgive me if my lineage is incorrect, but they eventually changed it to Mac OS and yep. then they also added the, you know, I think they're, they're basically California landmarks and landscapes and stuff. Sierra, mm-hmm. High Sierra, Yosemite, things like that. So, if anything, Apple has just has shown that they're going to name things as they want. And they feel like they have the freedom to, to change any uh, yeah. naming convention as they want. So, if, if they want to change, you know, it used to be five capital S. Then it was six lowercase s. So, it, so I think Apple, like in the names, in terms of like what what's coming after this, you know, if they want to make a second version of the of the iPhone ten phone, I could see them going iPhone X two and then calling it X two. That yeah. actually sounds kind of cool. It is cool. Yeah, iPhone X is cool too. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm surprised they didn't call it that. So you know, maybe they just wanted to call this year 10 because it is the, the 10th, 10th anniversary, anniversary yeah. but yeah. they're keeping the X styling so that in future releases it could be X2, X3. Um, and last week, Roman brought up an interesting point where you think that eventually they're just going to drop like something from the end of it altogether, so it'll just be like iPhone. Yeah. So maybe we won't have an iPhone 9, we'll just have iPhone and iPhone Plus, and then we'll have iPhone X, right. whatever, to, to right. distinguish it. Uh, yeah, I could I could see that happening yeah. for sure. Yeah, and do, go ahead, Mike. Will there be three models next year? Or will the X be X and X Plus, and there's no more one LCD screen, and it's all OLED? Does that, they could do that direction too. So the, the it's thing interesting. That, the thing I worry about is that the iPhone X, which will be in uh, limited production runs and is really expensive, mm-hmm. that the thing that I'm concerned about is that it could end up being kind of having sort of the a status of like the Mac Pro, where like it's there. And then it like doesn't get updated as regularly as everything else, and because it's so mm. expensive that it doesn't move as much. So Apple kind of just kind of goes, "Well, we're not going to update it. It'll still be there." It's sort of a I don't want to say it's a novelty phone because you know it's it's not really a novelty phone, but then it becomes like this kind of novelty product. That's the thing that I, I, I worry about is that. I mean, I'm not really worried that, oh, my, it keeps me up at night. <laughs> but it makes me wonder about, you're right, you know, how do you continue that product line? Because it is kind of a one-off product if you think about the way, the history of the iPhone. At the same time, it should be the way the iPhone is, the direction the iPhone is going. Just kind of like how we sort of thought the Mac Pro was the direction 
that the Macs were going or, or something like that. So, yeah, it makes me wonder about in terms of what's going to be the status of the iPhone when it's time when we're you know this time next year. Yeah. So of that particular model. So I can see it's easy to see the progression of the eight, you know, and that that product line. That one, this this new product, it's a little different because maybe because there's no history of of it, and so we right. don't know what what the uh, what the progression will be of it. So, but I hope it doesn't get Mac the status of the Mac Pro and just ends up being sort of this product that's just in limbo because it's too expensive and it's and it's in limited production runs, so there's not as many out there. So, anyways, that's. That's what I was thinking about this morning when I was walking to work and <laughs> dishing out a thousand dollars for a phone. Yeah. So, yeah it's not, oh, go ahead, Mike. I mean, you know, people people go crazy over the thousand dollars. I mean, the Note Eight costs nine hundred and thirty dollars. The two hundred fifty six gigabyte iPhone Eight costs nine hundred and eighty dollars or whatever it is. You know, so it's not out of the realm of what we're dealing with with these little devices. I mean, I'd be surprised if Apple just, if this is a one-off and they say, okay, this is the 10th anniversary edition and we're going to just go right back to iPhone 8S and then it, it, it either doesn't get updated or it just disappears next year. That would be surprising to me. Yeah, same. I think phone technology changes so quickly and there's so much competition out there between the different manufacturers to make like the best iPhone with the latest or the best phone with the latest and greatest. And they're all kind of like pushing each other to get more and more inventive with these phones. Um, mm-hmm. So the phone feels like a much different product to me than like thinking about the Mac pro. Um, and Tim Cook said yesterday, he said something along the lines of like the eight and the eight plus is like presently where we are with phones. And the, the 10 is the future of phones. Right. So it seemed like, that was kind of that the 10s kind of going to be more of the model on which to like improve upon in future versions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, we'll see. And presumably in a year or two that the price will drop and we'll all be walking around with screen notches on our iPhones and there'll be no other. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be walking, talking and emojis and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's the the animoji seems like a total gimmick. It is, but it's you know it was kind of neat to see on stage just yeah, to see cool. like you know when Craig Frederigi had the fox going and he was talking yeah. and the fox's mouth was moving as he was talking. So it was a neat kind of demonstration of what the technology can do, even though it is yes. very gimmicky. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it too much. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't mind it. It's just I don't think anyone's going to buy a thousand dollar or oh, no, just for that. phone because of that. Totally. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder how much I will. We'll never know because Apple won't break it out. But we, we can tell by the average selling price if it goes way up. But I wonder how many people are going to buy the iPhone 10. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. It, to, yeah. If we have any. Um, Viewers out there who are thinking about buying the 10, um, let us know and why. Yeah. There there was a question earlier about what features did you find were missing? Uh, I can't remember where this was, so I apologize for that. Oh. Um, but what, you know, like what was expected, rumored, you know, not as far as like a few days ago, but like, you know, a month ago, they were like, oh, yeah. You know, like there was going to be like, oh, the touch on the front, you know, that to unlock, but no button, no home button. It's going to magically yeah. do it, you know? 
What was missing yeah, for you guys? Was the, uh, the touch ID under the display, that was a rumor a while, a while back. And apparently they just couldn't do that. That, that would have been awesome. Yeah, maybe that will be in, in next maybe. year's. Yeah. They're probably going to be like, yeah, we've heard you. We and I'm a little hung up on IP67 water resistance rather than IP68 water resistance. That's a bit of a bummer. Like you have to be a little bit more careful with it. All, all of the... Uh, Galaxy phones and the LG Android flagships, they all have IP68, which is, I think it's one meters versus 10 meters. I don't remember exactly, but um, it's a significant difference and it's still IP67. So you still can't jump in a pool with your iPhone. Not that you would want to. Um, I'm surprised they didn't announce Apple Pencil compatibility. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think it, it would uh, go so far as to ship with an Apple Pencil or come with a smaller version of it, but I thought for sure they'd be like, oh, yeah, and you can use your Apple Pencil with it. Yeah, because it's like a little piece of paper. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. That's a bummer. Yeah. Roman, were there any I, surprises? It was you? perfect to Roman. It's perfect. Uh-huh. It's a perfect baller phone that I'm going to get. <laughs> now, uh, I, I can't think of any features that I was expecting, but I will say that I think so. It, that the wireless charging, to me, wireless charging is kind of an overrated feature, just to turn the, the question around. Can um, I uh, chime in as an Android user? Sure. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing, mm. not at all overrated. It is the greatest thing ever. When you walk in and you just pop it on your on, on your nightstand, it is fantastic. Yeah, so I like, saved two seconds from, you know, in my own. I'm telling you, man, it's awesome. I think it's stuck. You, you change your mind once you put your uh, your iPhone X on your first air powered pad. Believe me. Yeah, I liked the look of that when they they showed off. So Apple is working on um, a wireless charging pa- pad compatible with the Qi standard. Um, they're calling it the Air Power. It won't ship until 2018. Um, but they just showed a picture of like your iPhone and your Apple watch and then your AirPods, which will, uh, they're also coming out with a a wireless charging case for the AirPods. Just so like neatly on your, on your nightstand. I was like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. If you think about it, it's just the phone. It's like, okay, I guess it's not that big of a deal, but as more and more of your devices become compatible with wireless charging, it can, it's, it's a nice thought to be a little tingle. It's it's really nice. I can't wait till, you know, like the distance is is farther so you can put like the pad inside your dresser like underneath the, the you know yeah. and then it just looks super clean mm-hmm. like i think that's that's the ultimate angle yeah for sure Ooh, that yeah that'd be really nice you know your mid-century you know mm-hmm. or ikea or, stuff whatever uh-huh. or to have it charged just as soon as you walk into your house because it's all sending you know charging waves all throughout your your home yeah that's, well that's True wireless charging, because I guess, you know, that's a lot of people's complaint about wireless charging is like, oh, well, you still have to have the pad plugged in. Um, Call me paranoid, but for some reason, I'd be like freaking out that that's going to give me brain cancer or something at that point. I just be like, I'd put on my foil hat (laughs) the minute I got home, be like, I want to charge my phones, but I don't want, uh, you know, have your foil hat hanging on a hook. Exactly. So now you just have to, now Uh you have to, everything's charging, but you have to wear this hat. But you know, Apple's going to sell you a really, really clean looking foil hat Mm. to match with your devices. And it will, it will definitely come in rose gold and copper and (laughs) nice colors. How much do you think the um, charging mat's going to cost? I'm, I'm guessing at least $100. Yeah, I'm going to say 129 Yeah, maybe even that high, yeah. That so, just sounds like an Apple number to me. <laughs> yeah, so the thing about the AirPower Pad is that it charges three devices, and most 
pads, I think, only charge one. Yes, oh. that's true. So that's one. Yeah, so the the Qi standard that the iPhones, uh, at, you know, are using. Th- that I, uh, during the presentation, Apple said that they were working with the Qi standard for the Air Power mm-hmm. Pad as well. But I don't, and I think if I heard correctly, Apple was the one that kind of developed or worked on the standard so that they, it could they support. Did, yes. Oh, they invented it, huh? Right. So that they, so that it could s- support Air power. Three. It's our own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that they, so that the device, so in other words, the Qi standard, if I understand this correctly, and someone in the, in the Facebook and Twitter can correct me or not, the Qi standard only supports one device at a time. And Apple worked it so that it can support multiple devices. And Apple is working with the Qi standard to implement that in their standard. So I guess my point is that's a reason why you can jack up the price because the sure. price of a, of a single pad is like, what, $40? Give or take, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to be able to invite to, to charge three devices, you can pay three times as much now. Woohoo! Yeah. Which so, is one hundred and twenty nine dollars. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be one hundred twenty nine. That's my money too. Or maybe even one forty nine. Who knows? So, I mean, one forty nine is getting really high. I think one twenty nine is where it's going to be. I read that they were going to be pushing, and that somebody at the uh, at the at the hands on found out that they're going to be pushing an update to the iPhone X at or around that time to enable faster wireless charging as well. Oh, nice! In the because uh, generally it's pretty slow when you pop them on these chargers. So uh, Rokas in the uh, MacWorld Facebook town hall asked if uh, adapters for old iPhones like the SE. Uh, could that could you use adapters to get the chi charging? And I think there are there cases. are cases. Mm-hmm. You have to use a case. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be supported through Apple though. Yeah, it's unclear whether yeah. the, the thing that they did not say during the presentation and, and the discussion of the air power was that if you could use non Apple devices or which would include cases on yeah. the air pad, our air power pad. They didn't. They didn't say that at all. They so do make a case. Sense. They do make their own case. They do make their own case, and they could make, uh, you know, a wireless power, a wireless case for the That's SE the and the and oh the, yeah, and, the, could, and the older iPhones. I could see Apple doing that. So they could do that on Facebook. Also, Go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I was just going to say it was also unclear whether or not it will. The iPhone uh, X and eight will be able to use. Um, just standard charging pads. I think charge. so because they're. Um, oh no, maybe I don't know. I, I thought th- I thought one of the photos showed. You know how when you go into Starbucks, a lot of the Starbucks tables have mm-hmm. key, uh, Qi wireless charging pads. I, I thought one of the like photos that they showed was kind of hinting that you could use these other ones. Yeah, maybe maybe some of them, maybe not. I mean, I have a couple of Samsung ones. I wonder if I'll be able to, or maybe it'll just, like, kick it off because it's, un, you know, it, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't like it even sitting on it. Um, Mofi and Belkin and I think, I think there's one other uh, third-party accessory maker. They've come out with their own wireless charging 
pads that are like specifically made for iPhone. Um, So we're going to get those in and test them out um, once those phones are out. So Perry on Facebook made a comment that um, that wireless charging should have been on the phone years ago. This is true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, your thoughts since you've you're also an Android guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no, I totally agree with that statement. It was a feature that they held back for whatever reason they would, you know, Phil Schiller would tell you because it was too slow and it wasn't reliable, just like OLED. They waxed poetic about how finally it's ready for the iPhone. I've been using OLED in phones for years and it's, it's amazing. So you call BS, you call BS. Yeah, the, I'm sorry. You call BS on their reasoning why I call they did a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, perhaps it's not up to their, you know, their pristine standards. But I don't, you know, I don't, I just don't buy it. The, the Galaxy Seven, the Galaxy Eight, the Galaxy Note, the, the screens are incredible. The best, the best I've used. So I, you know, um, we'll we'll test the OLED versus LCD versus Samsung and see how much better it is. But my guess is that it's as good as a Galaxy screen. And I would like, yes, iPhone should have had wireless charging with the iPhone 5. Yeah. I am really glad that they brought wireless charging to the 8 and the 8 Plus and not just the 10. That was a nice surprise. Um, We had heard so many rumors about the 10, but relatively few rumors about the standard phones. So it was kind of like, all right, what are we going to get with this phone? But I'm glad that they, um, they gave all the new phones that feature. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. We've talked about the watch and watch OS. We've talked about uh, the new iPhones. Um, there were some other announcements yesterday. Uh, we are getting a 4K Apple TV. 4K. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? I, I mean, have, yeah, I don't have a 4K TV. Neither do so. I. <laughs> I. I do have a 4K TV and I'll be buying one, but. I mean, it's, it's a very specific device. They, they had to do it. I mean, 4k TVs are becoming so prevalent that they, you know, they had to, but they're still selling a non 4k one as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's just for the people who need it. It's just for the people who want one. The coolest thing about that announcement is the iTunes purchases Yes, that are, you know, when you go to on the Google play store, when you buy a, a, a 4k title, it's, it's $30. Whereas an HD one is $20. That's a significant mm-hmm. increase. So Apple is offering them for the same price as, as HD, which is usually 20 bucks. Yeah. And they and, said it would retroactively like upgrade yeah. any existing titles that you already own in the iTunes store, which is awesome. Which is really awesome. Yeah. yeah I have, I have a ton of movies on my Apple TV and that's, that's great. But Disney, has not signed on to support them. Which is Disney and Marvel and Star Wars and everything that is good in this world. It will not be at that like reduced price, which sucks. Well, Disney announced their own streaming service. Yeah. That's what that's their reasoning. I still think that that streaming service is going to somehow be like tied in to Apple. Maybe. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's also like like a year and a half away. Yeah, they, yeah, they announced yeah, yeah. that they're thinking about doing it at some point. Right. <laughs> so I don't know why I don't know why Disney and Apple have a real tight relationship. Uh, Bob Iger was at the event. It doesn't make any sense that they wouldn't be on board. So maybe there's a, a bigger announcement coming at some point. But that's a bummer because I have every single Marvel movie. I have every single yeah. Star Wars movie. Same. That's, that stinks. I'm not rebuying them. That's for sure. Yeah, I have. <laughs> 
every Disney movie, Disney animated feature on VHS and DVD slash Blu-ray. And when you buy it that way, now you get like a digital download, which isn't through iTunes, of course. But like, you know, it would be nice to be able to like upgrade my existing library for the cheapest in the cheapest way possible. So I agree. The the, the one thing I thought was because Disney has that Disney anywhere service. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a, there's a bit of a hang up there where if they upgrade it on iTunes and it gets upgraded everywhere and they don't want to do that. Oh, that's a really good point. So Disney movies anywhere um, is like a cloud-based platform that Disney has. And if you buy a movie on that platform, it basically like you can buy it in any form. If you buy a physical copy on a DVD or Blu-ray, or if you buy a digital copy, it gets stored in the cloud and you can access it from your computer. You can access it from um, your Apple TV. I think there's Roku compatibility. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually everywhere. Like I've it bought is literally everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I've bought star Wars on, or I bought star Wars on Google play when they had a, and it popped up on my Apple TV. So when you buy it on any cool. platform, it goes everywhere. That's a good so that, point. That, that could be the hangup. Yeah, I, I bet you're right. Maybe Disney couldn't like broker a yeah. deal. Um, maybe that would like open the floodgates right. to having to like do this lower price across the board on the other platforms. Right. And I mean, to be honest, I'd rather have Disney anywhere than 4K because that's mm-hmm. that's a that's much more convenient. But it's still a bummer that I have like 60 Disney movies that won't be in 4K. Yeah. <laughs> How much are 4K TVs nowadays? They're cheap. They're, they're pretty cheap. Yeah. Cheaper Amazon. than an iPhone yeah, what, 10. Yeah, what is, what is cheap cheaper mean? than an iPhone 10? Yes. <laughs> Way cheaper than an iPhone How many iPhone 10s does a, uh, does a 4K, 4K TV, TV cost? And how big is this 4K TV? I got a 55-inch 4K Amazon Fire TV for $300 on um, Prime Day. Oh, dang. So they're, really? They're pretty wow, cheap. that is very yeah. cheap. So three TVs. Yeah, so three TVs or one iPhone is what I just heard. (laughs) They are, um, they're, they're, you know, they're pretty prevalent and they're pretty cheap. It's, it's not HDR. So HDR TVs are a little bit more than uh, 4k Mm. than just 4k. And and does your TV have internet connectivity as well? Yeah, it has uh, that fire TV stuff built into it. Amazon and all that other stuff. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're pretty cheap. Huh. I might have to put that on my Christmas list now. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you do need to have a, a pretty powerful connection to stream 4K without it, you know, buffering. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you need to have probably at least 50 uh, megabits a second, at least, or or a wired connection right. even. So I'm going to have to those pay are, for those my big yeah. Apple Watch LTE, <laughs> and I'm going to increase my bandwidth on my home broadband so I can get my 4K TV. And your iPhone upgrade, yeah. iPhone X will cost. Aren't going to that was more anymore. <laughs> my kids aren't going to college anymore, so I can't have my <laughs> Apple gear. So you can send them to Apple University. Have there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Here's iTunes U. <laughs> Slash the school of life. <laughs> you too can be an Apple genius. So... Uh, there was a question or a comment earlier, um, way earlier actually. That was what you know, like what wasn't announced at the event. So like HomePods was wasn't talked about, right? Yeah, you guys have yeah. any thoughts on that? So the iPhone event in September is often solely focused on the iPhone or. And iPhone related, they they try to tighten that focus. They don't usually talk about 
iPads. They don't talk about Macs. They don't talk about... I mean, they talked about Apple TV. Um, they talk about watch. Right, and they talked about watch. Uh, but they tend The watch to, has been there all three years. They, they, yeah. they kind yeah, of tie true. those two together. Yeah. Right. So they, they tend to not... They try not to uh, talk a lot about other products. And they also... The, this event, they tend not to... Although I maybe I'm trying, they tend not to talk about future products. Although I want to almost say that the Mac Pro, like from three years ago, was revealed during. But that that, that might be the, that's probably incorrect. The watch was too because yeah, they the like they yeah. revealed the watch, but then it didn't. It got its own event right. um, the following spring, and then yeah, right. in the okay. Spring. So maybe that's that's incorrect. That they they did they did yeah, they do talk about future products. But they do. I think the Mac Pro was a WWDC. I could be wrong, but I don't think. Yeah, I think it wasn't because that that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, it would have been nice to see something about the HomePod. Yeah. You know, because there is that Siri tie-in, and you Mm -hmm. know, Siri got its start on iOS, so uh, it would have been nice to see something about HomePod or or any other. You know, more Apple stuff would have been a lot more fun. Of always, it's always a lot more fun. Yeah. So, but I'm kind of not surprised that we didn't hear anything from about HomePod. But I think the thing is, there's so much noise being made about the other, uh, the competitors like Echo and you know Google Assistant and everything like that. That I, Apple needs to kind of say something about HomePod and needs needs to present something about it because you know holiday season's coming mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. people are shopping for those products and the more that you don't hear about or the less that you hear about HomePod, the less that it's in the frame of mind of anybody doing any shopping. So, Yeah, yeah I agree. I was surprised it didn't get a mention. I was really surprised that Siri got nothing. Like they didn't upgrade really much of anything when it comes to what it can do. And, and, and it's, you know, I'm sure it's a little bit better as it always is, but you know, they're really lagging when it comes to Google Assistant and even Alexa. And I'm surprised they didn't dedicate a, a big chunk of the keynote to this. These are the new things that Siri can do. Mm-hmm. And this is how it works with your phone and everything else and the watch. And Yeah, you know, Siri kind of can speak out loud on the watch now. But yes. apart from that, that was that was really it. Yeah, there wasn't any new functionality or they didn't show up with any upgraded uh, voice recognition or anything like that. It was very surprising. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all signs are pointing to an October event. Like, definitely when there was no mention of HomePod yesterday, uh, it, it, it seems pretty clear that there's, there's mm-hmm. going to be an October event. Because it would be very unlike Apple for them to make a big splash with the HomePod at WWDC and then not do another follow-up event uh, before the holiday season. And it's Maybe. everything that we know now, like Apple says, that it will be available this December. So if they're still on track for a December launch, we'll probably hear about it um, again. Yeah, Apple has two products that they've promised for December. They have the HomePod and they have the iMac Pro. Yes, and those are two products they're going to want to showcase. Yes, and they made no mention of macOS High Sierra yesterday either. Yeah. So So. I bet we will have an October event that talks about all of those things. Apple did say that High Sierra is being. Released on September 29th. Yeah. Yes. 
But that came out so. as a press release, right? I don't think they talked about it at the event. No, I think I think. Uh, or we just missed it. <laughs> I want to say TechCrunch was the first to break the oh, news got of it. that, and I think they spoke to an Apple representative who told them that. So there wasn't an official release, mm-hmm. but they did talk to an official. So yeah. so that that is known, and and if anyone else is wondering, iOS eleven is going to ship September 19th, so next week. Yep. Yeah, next Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the new iPhones will have iOS 11 on it, just to clarify that. I mean, I think people knew that, but just to clarify. Yep. Um, and there's a new AirPods case. That's that's exciting. Yep. New <laughs> AirPods case that will uh, work with the Qi charging standard. Oh, and just to go back to the charging capability, if you are not on board with wireless charging, that's fine. All of these devices you can still plug in and charge by a lightning port, you know, as as we always, you know, as in the way that we are currently, you know, familiar with. If that's your thing. If that's your thing, you can still do that. Yeah. If you like cables. If you like cables, don't worry. There's still more cables. (laughs) Um, Curious uh, to hear what you guys think about the Steve Jobs theater. I mean, it was it was gorgeous, amazing, yeah. like one of the most stunning pieces of architecture I've ever seen. It was just just jaw droppingly cool. Yeah, I normally don't get too like choked up over Apple design. I mean, I I, I think everything that they do is super thoughtful and like well designed and everything. But nothing, you know, I'm not one of those people. that's like, oh my god, it's the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> but wow, that uh, that video where they show where they were showing like you know the perimeter shots and people kind of walking up to it and they really were like emerging out of the forest walking yeah. up to this theater it looked it looks really beautiful um yeah it, it's it looked i mean it's, it's some cool. of the photos i saw in the video they didn't it barely looked real it looked mm-hmm. like they were it was still renders i mean it's 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 that stunning when you see it i mean with the glass and i i wouldn't want to be the person who has to clean that yeah i was just thinking that Ooh, that's that's gonna be tough Maybe it's self-cleaning it's, or they've got a whole bunch of yeah, like window amazing. cleaning robots. <laughs> but yeah, it's just amazing. The staircase and the, the, the whole thing was just gorgeous. Yeah, the theater is actually underground. So what mm-hmm. you see, if you watch the videos, you'll see that people are in this lobby. That lobby is actually above ground. Right. And then you go down. And the theater itself is underground. I think there have been even like diagrams showing how the construction is. But yeah, the theater itself is actually mm-hmm. underneath everything. They yeah, built that, a, that, yeah, it's built on a hill. So yeah, that top yeah. part is really just like a like a mulling around area. There's mm-hmm. really nothing right. there. It's just a nice thing to look at. Yeah. Yeah, as a short person, I appreciate that it has stadium seating that lets you see clearly over the person's head that's sitting in yes. front of you. Mm-hmm. Um. Those seats look nice too. They did look really they nice. They look pretty comfortable. Yeah. It looks like leather. Uh-huh. Nice yeah. and cushy, a little like desk area that you could pop up to set your laptop on. Very very well thought out. Yeah. And the the whole Steve Jobs connection yesterday was nice to see, but it it seemed to me like like they Apple was really trying with the iPhone X to to say, okay, you know, we're still as revolutionary as we were when Steve Jobs was was running the company. Yeah. Like it seemed like they were trying maybe a little bit too hard with iPhone X to make a product that Steve Jobs would have made. Mm, maybe, um, maybe I'm being too jaded. No, I mean I thought I liked the I 
I was kind of, I was pretty moved by the the tribute that they had to Steve at the mm-hmm. beginning of the keynote. Um, but I thought they did a good job of dedicating the theater to him and dedicating the event to him and making it known that it was like, you know, we did this very like thoughtfully with Steve in mind. This was his last, you know, product that he designed was this theater and this campus. Steve. And so I thought they did a really nice job of like bringing it back to Steve and then showing where the company is going from there. Um, so by the time we got to the iPhone 10 part, which was the, well, I mean, that was also the one last thing, which was yeah. Steve's And they even stole his little tagline about uh, skating through where the puck is going. Yeah. They, even, they brought that out too. I just, it just seemed like they were trying to really say, okay, this is, this is the product that Steve Jobs would have made if he were still alive. Yeah. Well, the, I didn't mind it though. The thing to me though is, uh, so the the notch on the uh, mm-hmm. iPhone ten, oh yeah, the FaceTime camera, that to me seems like a feature that Steve Jobs would have said that can't happen. Right, I agree. Totally. That cannot happen. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure yeah. out a way to not make that happen. Yeah, make this make the camera go through the screen because we're right. not doing. This. Yeah, and probably right. same with Touch ID. Like Possibly. find a way to put that right. in the in the screen, or we're not doing this phone. So mm-hmm. that, that that to me feels like that the notch feels like a a really se- severe compromise that they made. To make it happen, to make the the uh, phone happen on time, and maybe in the future phone it'll it'll be gone. But that's that. Yeah, to me that stood out as like something that Steve Jobs would have said. You can't have this on here mm-hmm. in, the- in much more colorful language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, we need Michael Fassbender to uh, to give us that line. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so we do we hit everything. How about uh, Apple's stores and how Ooh, magical they are? We didn't talk about Apple Town Square. <laughs> so I've been, yeah. Here at They're Macworld so Town Square. <laughs> so I've been calling the Facebook page the, the, the Facebook Town Hall. But it's, it's supposed to be Town Square. And that's in reference to the beginning of the event yesterday where Angela, and I, I know I'm not going to say her last name right, is it Arnhertz? I think so, yeah. Uh, who's head of retail at Apple, uh, talked about the Apple stores and she said that Apple thinks of them as town squares and not as stores. And that kind of on Twitter, at least among the media kind of set up a flare, like what? Yeah. I mean, especially when you're charging a thousand dollars for most of the products inside of these town squares. Well, and it's beyond the town square. It's the like our retail zones are avenues and our genius bars are Mm -hmm. called genius groves. And we have a forum, which is a place where you can come and just hang out or the plazas where you hang out. But the forum is a place for like gathering and learning. And then you have boardrooms to work on, like developing apps together. And um, I mean, it. And, and it was a little yeah. too precious, I think, yeah. the whole thing. But but Riza is is just hanging out to to teach you how to make some beats. Right. Well, yes, that's the one thing so, all the time. I said. I said I want more Wu Tang in my <laughs> in my Apple Town Square. That's uh, more Wu Tang Clan. I'll take it in, yeah. in every Apple Town Square across the globe. Yeah, he's hanging out all, out, at once. all of them. Yeah, yes, right. all the Wu Tang. Well, there's enough Wu Tang members go to go that's true. to all them. So. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, so the uh, town square, I mean, you know, it was, it was hyperbolic. You know, it's it's a marketing event. I, I was happy to see her because every time they talk about Apple retail, they always 
either Tim Cook would say talk about it or someone else would talk about it. And I'd be like, what about this Angelo person that they that kind of made a was kind of a big deal yeah, when she, she came on board? She was the big yeah. hire, right? Yeah. She, was. she was the CEO of Burberry, mm-hmm. and she wore mm-hmm. this like she wore this amazing <laughs> Burberry trench on stage that. Uh, we just couldn't stop talking about because it was incredible. Yeah, it, it, it costs as much as three iPhone sixty four. Oh, but money well spent. I mean, it was it was stunning. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it, but, it's a cool code. Yeah, so I think I mean the Apple Store is like. Listen, wherever, whatever, even if they're like, it's precious to think of it this way. You know, they're they they are cool looking stores, yeah. especially the new one here in San Francisco that just opened up last year. I mean, it's. It's like open concept and like the when it's not raining, they have all the windows open and there's trees inside and it is a really like nicely designed Mm -hmm. store. So it's cool that they put so much like attention to detail in it and Angela's vision for these spaces. um, I think it's I think it's paying off. So it was nice to like have her come out and explain her vision and what she's done and um yeah, even if it's like maybe a little too cutesy and we kind of roll our eyes at Genius Groves, like it, it's nice that they're thinking about that instead of just like, how can we pump as much product into this one store that we can sell to as many people as possible? They're like kind of thinking beyond that, even if the end sure. goal is still sales, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, it is a very low pressure situation. Mm-hmm. You go into an Apple store, nobody approaches you. There are no cash says, registers no, anymore. Yeah, you right. check out no. with a person, you know, <laughs> and just walk around. Totally. And- Every time I go to an Apple store, I do the self checkout yeah. and I walk out and I expect like a gang of security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Roman will me. get arrested for. He's going to pretend to do self checkout <laughs> right. and just try to walk <laughs> out with a map. That's what will happen. Or, or, yes. or he'll do the face ID and it, and it won't register. I'll <laughs> yeah, be like just the whole time closing my eyes. And like <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Well, the thing about Apple's store is that I like to hear about them because because we're in an era of online shopping, and you hear about retail and how hard it is nowadays for retailers to survive. Uh, and because more people are sh- like the convenience of online shopping, I like it. Uh, but so Apple is trying to figure out a way. To make these stores thrive and uh you know so they're pushing this town square concept that it's more than just a place to shop that it's a place where you can learn uh, how to use the products and how to learn different techniques and tips mm-hmm. uh and even just use the wi-fi so mm-hmm. the only thing they're missing is like serving coffee. Totally. I bet that's, yeah, you know, sure that's on its way. Yeah. 2018. <laughs> we'll start to see coffee shops. Have any of you ever been in an Apple store when they're doing the summer camps for kids or the kids coding programs? I have not. Oh my gosh. It is so fun to watch. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I am a frequent uh, screen shatterer. And so one <laughs> time I was out singing karaoke with one Caitlin McGarry, former Macworld staffer, and I shattered my iPhone. So I went to um, an Apple store in New York at like nine in the morning, first thing to get my screen replaced. And um, there was a iMovie like learning session for kids. It was like a school field trip. And it was so fun to watch these kids like take these iPads and run around and make movies and watch the geniuses like lead them through the curriculum. Um, So yeah, that's something that you don't see in many other stores. 
I agree. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a cool experience. It's just, it's funny to hear them talk about it in these flowery terms. Yeah. And, oh my God. It's so wonderful. Like you're still charging us thousands of dollars to buy your products. <laughs> it's still a store. It's yeah, okay. It's still a store. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Until you see homeless people hanging out and sleeping there, it is no true town hall. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All right. So I think that, Pretty much I think we got it all. Covers it. Dan, do you have any other pressing questions about yesterday? Um, I think all the questions have been pretty much asked, so I think it's probably we can probably wrap it up. Okay. It's about time. Yeah. yeah it's, it's been about an hour, so uh, like to thank Dan. Thank you. <laughs> I yeah, you I'm real, I'm true, I'm real. So <laughs> and on the big screen and and uh Massachusetts or no way Connecticut I, Connecticut right sometimes I'm in Massachusetts today I'm in Connecticut that's what I was saying okay is Michael Simon staff writer for Macworld thank you thank you Leah Yamshan our, our managing editor thank you very much thank you Roman and I'd like to thank the audience for your participation I want to shout out to folks like Rokas and uh, Kyle Jason Jordan Phil uh Guam is the name. Uh, and if I didn't name, miss, if I missed your name, please forgive me. I, I'd like to thank you for your participation. Really appreciate it. Uh, I actually got a little distracted reading your comments. If you notice, I didn't talk a lot sometimes during because I was more. I was really interested in your comments. And thank you very very much. Also, thanks to the folks on Twitter. Uh, I know there are a lot of people on Twitter watching, and I don't have that open right now, so I can't shout out to any specific users. But I'd like to thank you all for joining us. That does it for this week's episode of the Macworld podcast. Join us next week. Uh, We'll be live again on Facebook, on Twitter at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time. And I believe that's two in the morning in Japan. So I've used the Japan Japan reference before. That's because I have it written down here and I didn't look up another time zone. (laughs) So I like to refer to the other time zones. So. We'll pick another one next week. Yeah. So, but thank you very much and we'll see you next week.